Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eTech Leadership Table, a podcast where we invite you to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us as we tackle some remarkable discussions on everything leadership, my favorite topic. I'm Melissa Wood, your host and Dean of Leadership Development at eTech Global Services. Our topic at the table today, you guys, I am excited about this topic, but not as excited as I am about the person sitting across the table from me. The topic is driving CX success by leveraging customer insights. I know it sounds like a smart topic. So for my smart podcasters, stay on because you're going to want to hear what is happening here. I have across from the table for me. You guys remember when you were growing up and you sit at the dinner table and you had some of the most robust discussions at the table. This is not going to disappoint. This is uh, one of my personal friends. Um, actually, I just look up to her professionally uh, more than she could ever know. But we have <clears throat> with us today our eTech's own vice president of the customer experience, Chandra Tabas. Welcome to the table, Chandra. Thank you, Melissa. It's good to see you, hear your voice, um, and it's a pleasure to be here today. Well, let me tell a little, I mean, there's so much to say about you, Chandra. I know that um, you started in eTech in 2000, and you have just served in so many various roles, inclu including the OSS reporting specialist, an account leader within our company. That's basically a leader of leaders, right? A project right. manager, a senior director of operations. Well, that was a that was where well, you gained a ton of knowledge. I know there in that operations stint that you pulled. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, the assistant vice president, and now your current role is the VP um, at eTech Insights Division. Um, and just let me tell our, our listeners, basically the eTech Insights Division it determines call center operational strategies by conducting uh, needs assessments performance reviews, capacity planning, cost-benefit analysis. I can just keep going. Identifying, evaluating state-of-the-art technologies, defining user requirements, establishing technical specifications and production. I told you guys, it's a robust conversation at the table. Productivity, quality, customer service standards. So if any of this is um, sounds familiar to you, this is where this is the table you want to be sitting at. And then she, uh, her team contributes information and analysis to organizational strategic plans and reviews. Um, really, um, additionally to all of that, you would think that that plate would be full. But additional to all of those things, uh, Chandra and her team, they help um, call centers maintain and improve operations by monitoring performance, identifying resolving problems, Preparing and completing action plans, completing system audits, analysis, managing system and process, process improvement, quality assurance programs. They support organizational growth through our own personal. You guys have heard me talk about our own servant leadership philosophy. And honestly, what Chandra does and her team does, it drives right back to our servant leadership philosophy where they're, they're serving our teams by providing us pretty much the intelligence we need to run effectively. And those were our clients that we serve as well. Um, but she has been, uh, she has served over 25 years in the contact exper uh, experience. A third of that has been spent on reporting and analytics. I would probably go out on limb to say that, that Chandra is an expert in reporting and analytics. She received her professional certification of data science from, I told you she was smart, from John Hopkins University. She's a three-star IBM recognized data expert. She has extensive project man management experiences, and she applies the PMI philosophy. 
kind of in your own words, tell tell me and just tell our listeners that are maybe kayaking listen to this, maybe walking and listening to this, you know, uh, just tell our listeners, um, describe for us your journey. How did you get here at this table on this leadership podcast? What, what got you here? You know, it, it all started uh, many, many, many years ago as I was a young adult moving around the country trying to find my, my way in life. And I ended up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I found a really high paying job at a call center. And all it required was that I talk to people. Well, I can talk to a wall. So they gave me a little script to follow. I got on the phones. I started talking to people and I was pretty good at it. So in about six months, I got promoted into an entry level management position. And at that time, the call center world, it was pretty rough. And getting promoted into a management position, you didn't necessarily get a raise. You just got off the phones. And I'm talking back in the day when you had to reach over and push the record button. So that's where it all started. But I learned very early on that I genuinely enjoyed the interaction with people. And whether that was with the people that I was talking to on the phones and really helping them solve problems or the people that I worked with and helping them perform better and just enjoy and work and having a good time while we're there taking care of customers. I learned early on that that I had a deep passion for that. And I really enjoyed having that um, opportunity to just interact with people and make a positive impact on on their day or on that product, you know, on on their impression of that product. So um, it was an easy industry for me to love unintentionally unintentionally kind of just stumbled into it like we do a lot of our our great things in life fast forward to several years later uh, I've relocated back to East Texas and here I am at Barry Direct this exciting new company in such a small town of Nacogdoches Texas Um, Barry Direct started out right there on the phone as an agent again started right there as an agent again getting to experience that day-to-day talking with people, solving problems. And I'll tell you the first product I was selling at Very Direct, and it was so hot, DSL. I don't know if anybody remembers DSL, but people were dying to get this and get it as fast as they can. So the sales are really hot. It was a lot of fun and a lot of opportunity <clears throat> to, to really make a positive impact on customers and work with a lot of great people as well. And a lot of those great people I still work with, which is, is you know just a testament to the e-tech culture in itself. Fast forward to a few years later, I had an opportunity to join our reporting team. I had never really thought about what reporting encompassed in a whole, right? I I understood the job was I was going to be working in Excel and doing like some data entry, which I thought was really super exciting um, because I loved working on computers. Okay, well, there's a start. You love working on computers, right? Um, And from that point, I'm literally counting sales one by one, typing in a number on a spreadsheet. Uh, We built a reporting team just from that with myself and several other individuals. Uh, From that reporting team, uh, we we advanced that from being kind of that manual one-to-one count to automating, even in those early days of automation, automating a lot of those sales accounting processes so we were faster we were more agile and we were more accurate Um, and that was always something that i've been passionate about as well how can we do things more efficient how can we be better how can i do things more efficiently how can i be better right that constant progression is what i'm looking for so from there 
over to uh, call center leadership management, working with our call center leaders, part of that leadership team, jump from there to our program implementation team. I saw an opportunity there. I was like, man, if you can go work over in this department and start bringing in new, bringing onboarding new customers, there's really nothing about this organization you're not going to know at every level. And that was exactly it. I was able to serve eTech for three years working as a project management uh, role, onboarding new clients and really helping them get a good, strong start at eTech and bridging that gap between I'm a new client and here I am operationally successful. <clears throat> From that point, I had the pleasure of working as a senior director of operations, running four of our call centers at the same time. And I will tell you, not one thing that I had done over the years prepared me more for the role I have today than running four call centers at the same time. Because I keenly understand, as our vice president of customer experience, I keenly understand that that customer experience, or CX, as you're going to hear Melissa and I refer to it today, that CX begins with the agent experience, period. That agent is your company in that moment with that customer that they are interacting with. And if we are not efficiently, effectively promoting a positive agent experience through learning, through accessibility, then we are going to struggle to fulfill a positive customer experience. And so I came into this role understanding that we've got to be agile. We've got to be fast to share information. And we've got to be effective coaches and effective sharers of that information when we get it. And every single day that I wake up and I step to my desk and I work as our VP of customer experience, those are my driving tenants. How can I make this information accessible and effectively usable to our call center agents. Did that kind of answer your question, Melissa, about how I got to where I am today? Absolutely. I, I love your passion. That's why I was, I'm so happy that you're sitting <clears> at the table today. And I wanted our listeners to understand that you just didn't walk into the CX world, right? And, and analytics, that you, it really took that growth journey for you. And that's what, you know, our, yes. our, Matt Rocco, he really talks about our, our, our leadership is a journey, right? And he really, right. He, he set the stage and the foundation for us with our character and our character commitments. And I just watched you, um, even when you were talking to our listeners about growing personally and how you grew businesses and how you helped external clients on board with a strong start. And so what you do now is you not only help our internal clients but our external clients get a strong start but you help them maintain that strength Absolutely. and I, so i wanted everybody to understand our listeners to kind of understand a well-rounded view of like who you are personally uh who you are professionally and what got you here and we're going to dive into the cx and this you know it's it's really a happening word and i couldn't think of I mean, you're a happening person so you you're supposed to be in the cx world that's what i'm talking about <laughs> um i didn't know I had a few questions for you and I really want to get your insights about it. I'm taking notes. Um, okay. And I'm taking notes too. And I hope our, our podcasters are, if you're running, you know, just replay it a hundred times, if you will. That's fine. That's fine. If you run like Chandra, you just run for days and days and days. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I could do that, but. You love the pain. Love yeah. the pain. <laughs> if you're like me, you just want to drink like 
some cups of coffee and re-listen to this, I encourage you to do so. But let's dive right into some, just a few <coughs> questions we have. Uh, first question, Chandra. Why is it important to track 100% of customer interactions? You know, back in the day, we only we didn't do that, right? Because, no, you know, no, I've, been this, I've been in this industry for, you know, over 26, seven years now. And we didn't, uh, we didn't track 100% of customer interactions. So you tell us from a data analytics, from a CX perspective, why? Why, Chandra? Well, right. We, we, we weren't analyzing and, and looking at 100% of interactions. Um, we were dispositioning them, right? We were loading lead files. Okay, so we had a little bit of intel there. But we were not effectively and efficiently utilizing that information. Okay. Now, add in the world of today when we have such tools as artificially intel artificial intelligence powered speech analytics platforms, and we have the ability to utilize all of that information. Okay. So, seven, eight. Nine, 10 years ago, we had disposition reports, lead file layouts, call center data, such as agent activity kind of metrics. We could overlay those and with a lot of effort, we could come up with an outcome about interactions, okay? Yeah. But it was best case scenario. Now we have the ability to utilize every single spoken word or written word, if we're talking about the chat world, every single word of that interaction. Therefore, you're able to utilize information much more effectively and your, mi your microscope now expands. It becomes like the Hubble Space Telescope. You can see everything. Um, so that's why it is important to track 100% of your customer interactions. It's about information utilization. You've already got it. It's already there. Use it. You know, you're right. We, we've had it. We just haven't been doing anything with it, right? Kind of, you know, the way I feel. We about tried. That. We tried, right? We tried to do something with it. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I really, I thank you for that, for that insight there. The second question I have for you, Chandra, is how do, how does customer insights impact the way you deliver customer experience? That is a great question. Um, look, customers tell you what they need. It's right there. It's right there on every chat. It's right there on every call. They tell you what they need. You just need to listen to them, right? And so when you listen to your customers, you are going to be keenly aware of what their friction points are. You're also going to be keenly aware of their emotions when it comes to transactional, um, transactional points such as cost, uh, flexibility in terms and contracts and product offerings. Okay. You've got all of that right there. Um, when you're looking at those insights, you also understand the things that you're doing well. Okay. You can hear where customers are praising you. You can hear where customers are buying more. You can hear what customers are asking about before you even offer it. Right. You really have insight into not only what's going on with the customer today, but what is the future? What are they thinking about purchasing in the future? What indicators are there in regards to customer strength, spend level, 
and things of that of that nature. And then again, I go back to uh, what I said earlier. We have now all the information needed through customer insights to impact a positive agent experience and empower our agents to really take care of our customers as they should. Yeah, that, you know, your answer to that, you know, I used to think CX was a fascinating uh, topic and, you know, it was intriguing to me, but, you know, just sitting across the table from you, it's really critical for, for any agent perform. you know, if, I, if you were to roll back, you know, 25 years and be an agent, man, could you imagine what you could have done with this information? What kind of, Absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah. you know, um, so when we think about uh, the next question just talks about, you know, I know you've had over 25 years in the customer journey. What have been you know, your observations on primary roadblocks in the customer life cycle? That is a great question. OK, we we think, OK, we, we hear this all the time. Companies think they are really doing customers a favor and they're really making it a lot easier on their customers by being very inclusive. OK. And we, we hear that, that that comes across as bundling, things of that nature, right? Because companies are seeing the need to be a one-stop shop because the more products that you sell a particular customer and you stack or you bundle, um, the more likely the studies show us that that customer is to stay with you. However, however, you have got to be cognizant of friction points in that transactional process. Uh, this, in my opinion, and based on, you know, what we see daily in our analytics, multiple systems, transfers, delays, failure to deliver, site visits, we have got to make it easy for customers to spend money with us. I mean, that's just a fact. You've got to make it easy. There is no customer loyalty in a diverse market. OK, you're, you're probably offering the same product five or six other people are easily right. When companies see convenience in bundled or stacked products, and this is just one example, OK. Companies see convenience in that. They see retention in that. They bank on retaining based on things such as bundles or stacked products. But if your customer is having to spend an hour on the phone with multiple transfers to discuss one component, of that bundle or that stacked offering, then where is the value? And at that point, it becomes a huge distractor, huge detractor to customer experience. And so having a very friction driven internal processes around communication within that transactional process, whether that's the initial transaction or follow ups to that transaction, getting assistance and technical support, that is the number one, um, you know, key dissatisfier to customers, really. And it is probably the number one driver of churn. It's just pure friction in transactions. Yeah, that was that was my follow up to that is, is you know, we talk about past behavior, predicts future behavior. Um, yep. What what would you say is the key behavior or the early indicator that um, impedes the outcome like churn? Oh, it has to be multiple interactions multiple customer driven interactions that customer having to be the catalyst of communication especially in a distressing situation billing issues technical issues things of that nature that's the number one right there mm, that's 
That's a good point. All right. Well, this is uh, kind of wrapping up here. Tell me about intent and emotion and a customer's conversation, the sentiment analysis and how understanding it helps in changing the way one delivers the CX. Absolutely. You know, we talked about information utilization earlier. Okay? Right. How many times have you been on a phone call with, you know, whatever provider is providing you a service and they say, please stay on the line after the call for a survey. That customer's already going to tell you everything you need to know before they get to the survey. Okay. And they're going to tell you that with emotion. It's going to indicate how they really feel. It's not going to be a one to five scale, right? So understanding customer sentiment as emotion analyzed via content is the most accurate sentiment gauge, period. That is the most accurate gauge. Now, it takes a lot of engineering, a lot of smart people working within the systems um, that we use to ensure that that content and context is properly defined. There are 370 synonyms for the word good. We have to make sure that our artificial intelligence engines understand every possibility and usage of that word in the context that it applies to that particular transaction, right? But once you do that, once you have that level of expertise and you have that level of capability through artificial intelligence, then you can understand those micro events that really define the overall experience. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. I think, you know, that customer sentiment, I watched you and Jim Ayub, uh recently in uh, Nashville just get up and, and basically just make CX come to life, right? And right. I saw the most engagement when you start talking about customer sentiment. And, and the way you guys, if you guys haven't um, seen uh, Jim and Chandra in action at some of these uh, these uh, CCW events or anything like that, just the 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 conversation around customer sentiment, just like you did today, it's a game changer. It, it's just a it, bottom line. It's a game changer. And so um, I, I thank you for joining us today. I thank you for uh, just your your commitment to growth, Chandra. You know, um, everybody, you know, in, in our professional career, we want to grow personally. We want to grow professionally. So um, I just thank you for joining us today. And I want to leave you with a little something. All right. Okay. All right. So, your pen and paper, but when we talk about grow, G-R-O-W, right? We want to grow from, from our intelligence level, you know, because there's so much, you know so much about CX now. Imagine what you're going to know at the end of, you know, this year, 2022, right? Imagine what you're right. going to know in for 25 more years. So, you know that professionally, what you know personally, I know you and I have had many discussions about how we've grown uh, personally over over the years. So if you think about that word grow, G-R-O-W, and if our podcasters are taking notes, G, this is how you do it. G, you gain knowledge. That's what the G stands for. You gain knowledge about yourself, others, the industry, the leadership, and, and you've seen Chandra demonstrate that today. You gain knowledge about um, all those different things. This will help you to grow. The R, you reach out to others. If you want to grow, you've got to reach out to others. And this is something I've seen Chandra do. And she and I will FaceTime quite often. I've seen her pick up the phone and call people. But you reach out formally and you reach out informally, right? And that's how you yeah, that's how you grow. You, you G, gain knowledge. R, you reach out to others. O, let's get them going. Open your world. What do you mean by that, Melissa? Well, you've got to open your world at work and outside of work. Right. 
you've really got to open your world. Look, you do the we rescue. <laughs> the we rescue. That opens your world outside of work. And then you open your world at work, you know, and sometimes we only communicate with the same people every day. But in the CX world, we, we kind of need to reach out to people we don't know um, outside of work, <clears throat> even internal customers, external customers. So I just challenge you to keep that open your world up. Thank you, Melissa. Yes. Last but not least, and we'll finish on this, is the, the W in grow. Walk toward wisdom. You know. John Hopkins did not call you and beg you to come to school. No. no you, walked, you walked toward that wisdom. And there's going to be other things you're going to walk in and our podcasters are going to walk in throughout the year. So you need to walk toward wisdom if you're wanting to grow. You need to do some self-evaluation on, hey, what, am I, what do I want to learn? What am I good at? What am I not so good at? What do I need to get better at? You need to seek feedback. And you need to give, uh, you know, wisdom in your feedback, seek counsel, and just take some time for yourself. Just Absolutely. some quality. And just, you know, so that you can can gain that wisdom. So, Chandra, you know, I, I, I thank you for taking some of your, uh, your time today. I know that it, your time is precious, just like all of our podcasters listening. I thank you guys for, for listening to our podcast today on our very uh, big table talk, topic of CX and leveraging customer insights. If you guys have any more questions about this uh, amazing uh, CS experience, please reach out to Chandra. Our information will be included in the podcast. And I just challenge you guys to grow, gain your knowledge, reach out to others, open your world, and walk in wisdom. Thank you for your time today.